and welcome to another episode of the Performance Car Podcast. I'm Associate Editor of Motor Magazine, Scott Newman, and with me today is Ellen Dewar. Hey! In the back recording, we've got JP, as Josh is currently on holiday. Lucky Josh. So, Ellen Lucky is Josh. head photographer at Bauer Trader Media, the company that owns Motor. So, she does photography for us, Motor, wheels, 4x4, street machine, whole heaps of stuff. Uh, so today she's going to share with us her experience, advice, tips and tricks on how to take wicked photos of your car. Welcome Ellen. Thanks. Let's start with, uh, give the people a bit of an idea about your background, where you started, how you got into photography and how you got to current place. Sure. Well, uh, being brought up in a car family, well, my dad restores cars for a hobby, so I spent half of my childhood in a garage. Entertainment was jacking myself up and down on the on the trolley jack. That was good, and I uh, fairly creative person, so wanted to be a graphic designer. Went and studied graphic design, like a diploma in art design, and found that uh, computers were just coming into into the game. Then I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't think I want to sit in front of a computer all day. So had a bit of a go at photography and turns out I was pretty good at it and won quite a few awards mm -hmm. through my course and so I went on to study a diploma in applied photography uh, with a bit of work experience which was newspaper um, and some stuff at the Australian Open with Kodak, then Kodak when it did exist um, and one thing led to another and here I am, photographic cars. Yeah, still. Still, yes. 20 years later and still loving it. It's awesome. Excellent. Great job. So let's talk a little bit first about how the industry's changed. So from the sort of the mid, mid-late 90s, obviously shooting everything on film, I assume. Um, so yeah. how, how have the sort of processes and techniques and the gears have changed over the past couple of decades? Well, I guess when I first started, uh, editorial work specifically was using 35mm transparency. Uh, transparency film doesn't have a lot of latitude as they say so the the work was to get it right in camera mm -hmm. right from the beginning beginning so you didn't really have the chance to do a lot of photoshopping you just had to make sure that you were shooting at the right time of day all that sort of stuff and that look it was a lot more high pressure you couldn't just check on the back of your camera and go oh well yeah I've got the shot particularly with moving objects um, with action involved it's you know was quite stressful. I suppose you had to be more selective um, as well with them. You had a roll of film or a few rolls of film rather than a 10,000. Yeah, look, you card. know, a roll of film was 36 uh, at $30 a roll, $20 for processing, you know, a couple of days of shooting. Yeah, you you know, you were spending a lot of money, but also there was the, the two days of fretting of waiting for it to come back from the lab going, oh, have I got it? Have I got it? Whereas today, now, you know, some things have become quicker, like when you shoot on digital, you can check that you've got the shot and you can move on to the next one. However, the expectation of um, the way that you light things and post-produce them turns out that, you know, it takes just as long. And my career change from being a graphic designer and sitting in front of a computer has gone full circle <laughs> because now, yeah, a lot of stuff's photoshopped and post-produced editorial still demands that you get as much as you can in camera correct uh, which is what I love about it I like that challenge of you know being given something and having parameters that you've got to work within and you find newer people that have only ever known digital <clears throat> concentrate less on that there's not so much to focus uh, on 
that getting it right initially because they know they can fix it later? Or, yeah, 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 definitely. I, I did do a little bit of lecturing at uh, my previous colleges and found that lots of students would just go, oh, I'll fix it later mm. instead of working out, you know, how to do the process right, whether it's lighting or, um, you know, framing and, and making sure that there's, you know, no background reflections or distracting things in the shots. Um, yeah, which I found really interesting. It's still, you know, editorial still has high pressure deadlines. Mm -hmm. So getting it right in camera really does make a difference. Okay. And I think people nowadays probably get a bit caught up in the whole post-production um, side of photography yeah, instead okay. of really learning exposure and, you know, getting it right from okay. the start. Yeah. Well, that's a smooth segue into what are some of your top tips for photographing and I guess specifically cars because this is a car podcast but yeah. I suppose some of the rules probably go across everything <clears throat> but what are some of the key things people who are keen photographers should focus on if they want to get a really good shot? Well number one I think is probably background like find or choose something that's... Don't shoot on grass. Yeah well, one don't shoot on <laughs> grass back in the back in the 80s when you know wheels covers were or motors covers were yeah. on grass that's long gone. Um, yeah, just make sure that you choose a clear, clean, sort of clear, interesting background and just make sure you remember that the car is the subject. Yeah. So don't get kind of caught up in what's in the background so much. You know, making sure that you focus on what's, what's in the background and reflections. So if there's a lot of reflections like on the side of the car, choose something that's a bit more open as Are a background. Are there certain surfaces that work better for keeping off those reflections? Like, I mean... Yeah, look, you know, if you want to really give the car a shot that's jumping out at you you would use somewhere that just has a horizon line it could mm -hmm. be high on, it, on the side of a road um, near the ocean something like that would work mm -hmm. uh, you know dark cars particularly are, are challenging and Australia um, has very harsh light when you see photographs from Europe and things like that this beautiful soft light you know all year round and they get spoiled like to try and shoot a black car in the middle of the day here's really really hard mm -hmm. I've got a couple of notes here for you. Uh, use the Sun yeah well use the Sun to your advantage so mm -hmm. you know back back when shooting transparency people would give you a lot more time to shoot so you'd be shooting only dawn and dusk mm -hmm. and they'd spend hours allowing you to do that sort of thing and look at the if you've got the time shoot at dusk and dawn because that's your best light it's mm -hmm. soft gives the contours of the car the best look um, and yeah makes your job easy mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, that's the time of day. What about angles? Yeah, well, angles is definitely important. You know, take the time to walk around, look up, look down, get low, get high. You know, we all know what a car looks like at standing height. And a lot of the time, you know, cars have a different stance. So they look different. Like mm -hmm. a street machine muscle car is going to look great really low down. Um, something that's got really good bonnet detail could look interesting from up high. Um, I just recently shot a, an RX-7 with an LX engine in it and that was, you know, it looked great from up high because I could get the tail and it just looked interesting. So mix, it, mix your angles up. Yeah. Okay. And what are the, conversely, what are some of the mistakes you see, common mistakes that you see amateur photographers or even professional photographers sometimes making uh, sort of habitual mistakes that you see quite often? Well, firstly, busy backgrounds. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, reflections. I suppose really people think, seem to think that like everything's got to happen in the photo, like, yeah. whereas it's, it's not, it's about the car, isn't it? It's yeah, but they also, you know, they don't let the image breathe, so mm -hmm. they didn't, don't give the 
give the image some space to let the car be the hero um, so they get caught up in that and common mistakes worrying about what other people are doing like trying to copy other people's mm -hmm. style um, you know really just work on trying different things instead of just trying to copy people yeah okay, I that's not a, everything's going to work is you it, know it's it's a good starting point to look at other people's work but you know working on your own style is important but I would say yeah wrong time of day bad reflections bad choice of background mm -hmm. are probably the main ones and over processing trying to yeah. do too much instead of keeping it simple the old yeah, kiss, the kiss um, theory you know keep it simple stupid always is I a mean, good we, starting point I don't know anything about photography but we get images sometimes and people have gone you, you know you end up with the car sort of floating or it looks like a com gen because yeah. they've gone so crazy with the post processing yeah. and it looks nice in a certain way like if you put it on a poster or something but for yeah. an editorial like it's got to look real it's got to look you know it's got to look I guess organic almost yeah and it's got to be telling a story so it's got to evoke it's got to be emotive and evoke something in the in the reader or the viewer of the image so you know one of the biggest challenges with cars is to create dynamic movement mm -hmm. so understanding different shutter speeds and how that um, movement can be portrayed in images is really important like you know, you can shoot motor racing at, you know, a thousandth of a second, but you're going to have no movement in the wheels, mm. which it could be just parked on the road. Yeah. So choosing the right shutter speed, experimenting with that, you know, using different backgrounds and different focal lengths is really important to get that full understanding of how movement can be integrated into a shot. For example, we might do pan shots of a vehicle and they could be traveling at 30 kilometers an hour, but if you slow your shutter speed down enough, you get the background, it looks really dynamic. They, they could look like they're going, say, 100 k's mm. an hour. So it's being able to understand all those different parts of your camera skills that will portray the image that you want. Yeah. I guess that's probably not something you can do so much in post-pressing. To make a car, yeah, look, you can sort of to rig it, but even if it's clearly a virtual rig, yeah. like to get a real Everybody sharp... raves about virtual rig, and yeah. look, it has got its uses when you're in a situation where you don't have... Um, you know, an opportunity to suction cup something onto the car because of the, you know, the, the bodywork or... It's a pain, no, it takes forever. It takes a long time. You need to, you know, you've got to blend multiple shots. And, you know, to get motion in wheels at that level, it never really looks as realistic as the real thing. Yeah. So... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, who are some of the photographers you learned from when you were starting out or people that you have have had an impact in you along the way? Wow, that's a question I haven't thought about for a while. Yeah. So when I started, I pretty much learnt a lot from then Helmut Mueller was um, fairly, fairly prevalent and Warwick Kent, yep. who were working for Wheels and other competing mags, Four Wheeler, etc. So I learned a lot from them, but I also, I had a mentor who was a press photographer mm -hmm. uh, and he used to shoot all, all different sorts of things, portraiture and he was he was quite interested in aerial stuff so yeah they were really good people to bounce ideas off and I learned a lot from them so. okay excellent uh, and then what are you, some of the things that you wish you'd known starting out particularly in so we've sort of covered the photography side of thing but there's more to it just than just photography if you want to work professionally um, like we had David Reynolds on an earlier podcast there's more to being a race car driver than just driving fast there's more to being a yeah. professional photographer than just taking a nice photo yeah um, so what are some of the advice and lessons you'd give to maybe young people or some of the things you look for when you're hiring photographers yourself well yeah one of the most important things I always say to people is communication and 
uh, you know, attitude. You can't really teach attitude if you've got a really um, consistent attitude and you're positive and you're willing to learn from others is great. But, you know, communication is key. 90% of our job is communicating with either people we don't know or that we're first meeting or we're balancing logistics to get things done. Um, that's really important, you know, and, and the other 10% is taking the photos. So I would advise that mm -hmm. as, you know, be open-minded, take interest in people. Um, yeah, that's okay. probably the biggest thing I would say. Um, and also, you know, get a mentor. Um, you know, it's really important and they don't necessarily have to be in the same industry that you're working in but somebody that you respect that has perhaps professionally succeeded in an area that you think their skills will, would help you mm -hmm. in where you want to go well, especially yeah, especially that communication side of things that can be transferred yeah. across and look mentoring of... helps both parties as well so it, I think it's a great, great well, thing to say, have if you want to know how to do something properly teach it so yeah yeah, yeah. Um, what about in terms of um, editorial, I mean, for instance, from the edit editorial side, there'll be, so particularly in some press photography, you know, we'll have, we'll get these images of a new car, and it might be a lovely photo, but mm -hmm. it's like all arty, you know, hidden in the grass with a cornering shot, and we're like, yeah. well, you can't see the car. Yeah. So I think it's maybe so important for some people to remember that, like we said earlier, the car is the star, like you're meant to take, or whatever it is, a portrait or a boat or whatever, like it, yeah. that's the focus of the thing rather than look how good a photo I can take. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, again, like, editorial is, it's about... Or leaving uh, enough cropping room. Yeah, it's yeah. about creating creating a narrative or an aspirational image that's going to... People going, I want that. Yeah. Or, you know, I can see myself driving down that road. So, editorial particularly has so many different facets. It's, it's limited to pages. Mm -hmm. You've got a designer that needs space for words. Um, you know, so working alongside a journalist getting a really good brief and a context of where they're going with the story can really help you to create the images that go along with that story. And I think that's really important. And the graphic design skills that I learned helped me mm -hmm. do that very easily. But yeah, I guess if you're not naturally thinking that way, editorial needs space to breathe and I suppose with that, that experience, option. you've got, yeah, I suppose you're sort of thinking about it now, if you are looking for an opening, you're like, oh, the headline's gonna go here. Yeah, or, and the split in the page yeah. is right down the middle, yep. so don't, you know, set your car up. Yeah. Or, you know, give yourself variation, one to the left, one to the right, one in the centre. You want to talk about that briefly, like the whole, I don't know, I've heard like the rule of thirds thing. Like the you rule don't of put thirds. The, you don't put the thing right in the middle necessarily, yeah. you could, but. Yeah, the rule of thirds is a, you know, yes, it's a general way of sort of starting out, but Learn also. That, and then you can break it, maybe. Yeah, and then, and then start breaking the rules. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. We all like breaking rules. We want to just tell what the rule <laughs> of thirds is. Not road rules, though. No, no, the road rules are very important. But, um, yeah, just to quickly go across what the rule of thirds is. So if you've got a, if you've got a picture. So you split your page, you split your page into three vertically and horizontally. So you get nine quarters, mm -hmm. uh, nine squares, and you're framing in around those squares, so that you're not dead center yep. for everything. So yeah. Especially as you say, because if you, obviously if it's a double page spread in a magazine, you put it right in the middle, it's going to disappear right in the gutter. That's so, it. Yeah. Less of a problem with digital, but still. Um, right now, what about some of the most memorable shoots you've been on? Over there. There's so many, there's so many. Uh, look, you know, my job's been amazing. I, that's, you know, 20 years on, I still love it. And when I start to think back of all the great things I've done, you know, recently one would be uh, for 4x4 magazine, which was a three week trip in a swag all the way along the coast from Esperance WA through to South Australia. 
bad bays. I think I took some 15,000 photos over three weeks. Because you didn't use roads, did you? you just no went... roads, just beach and dirt like cliff yeah, driving. Didn't, didn't I think didn't... we did 20 to 50 k's of bitumen wow. for the whole three weeks. Wow. Yeah, that was amazing. On the other side of the scale, 2006 Le Mans, I, um, I was visiting my brother in Germany and managed to wangle my way into Le Mans and that was just phenomenal. Just seeing that level of racing mm -hmm. um, was amazing. Not sleeping for 24 hours. <laughs> Mind you, I did squeeze in one hour, but that didn't kind of go so well. I was parked in the car park and was woken up in the back seat with the car shaking and some random Frenchman trying to steal the hubcaps off my rental car. <laughs> so that was memorable. And also I learnt my lesson trying to walk 16 kilometres by foot where, you know, yeah, most people collaborate and they get a scooter and that sort of track, stuff. So yeah, it was pretty car. amazing. Um, yep, okay. Oh, oh, and one last one that it's, oh, I'll always remember, which was with our, our mate JB. Yep. Good old John Bow, which was uh, Stewart Highway, Alice Springs, the uh, FPV GTF Falcon, the 300 kilometre run. Whew, what a rush. Uh, sitting in the back seat with a helmet on, trying to hold a camera while he was <laughs> travelling down the highway. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. I didn't die. And no. I lived to tell a story. But it, it wouldn't was... exactly been the most comfortable ride either. It, it was... A car wasn't really built to go 200 and whatever, 295 yeah. or 7 or something. Yeah, it was pretty floaty, yeah. to say the least, at times. Like, woo! But it was fun. I loved that. It was great. Excellent. Yeah. Um, I can't believe you didn't mention co-driving in Target with me. <gasps> oh, my God. Co-driving oh. with you. Yay! The Toyota 86. Oh. Well, that was good, trying to read the pace notes and uh, take photos at the same time. Yeah. Pretty clever. Yeah, it was good. I love Target. It's a great event. How many Targets have you done? Like five or something? No, no. Oh. Well, I mean, shooting them as well? Shooting them... Ten? Ten, right. In them, I think, uh, two. Yeah, so one, once with you. Oh, no, three. Once with you, once with Ponch from then Unique Cars in his Galaxy, mm -hmm. and once with uh, Greg Leach and Phil Walker in a HG. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Excellent. But any final words, any final advice you want to give to all the budding photographers out there? You know, Instagram now is so huge. It's such a... Like when you first started, you, no Instagram, yeah, you, no Facebook. How, to get your photos seen, you'd have to, I guess, send them in an envelope to yeah. someone. Whereas now, obviously, you can have, you know, it's so easy to get your work out there. But what advice? It's still, it's easy, but it's it's very competitive. Hard to stand out. I think you just got to be persistent mm -hmm. and don't take no for an answer, mm -hmm. and don't take things personally. Everyone has a subjective personal view about your work, so just keep trying and you know work on developing your own style and just keep putting yourself in front of people just because you don't hear back from someone or somebody says no the first time really you know that doesn't necessarily mean no is no so yeah I would just say keep at it if you're really passionate about photography or a particular subject just keep working at it and you'll get there perfect yeah well hopefully you've enjoyed this and have got a little bit of insight I've enjoyed the little Suzuki Sport, although oh, I yes. I'm stuck in peak out We forgot course, to mention so. it. We're in, the Suzuki, <laughs> we're in the new Suzuki Swift Sport at the moment. Um, good little car. Check it out on motormag.com.au for a full review or in the latest mag. Um, yeah, good little bus. But uh, yeah, any other questions or topics you want us to cover or cars you want us to feature? Otherwise, send us in your best car photos. Take some of Ellen's tips, apply them. Send them to motor at bauer-media.com.au and uh, we'll see you soon for another performance car podcast. <laughs>